Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? You're listening to You've Probably Seen It Podcast. No, righty then. One million dollars. It's my credo. No regret. Today, Junior? Oh, what are they teaching this place? But I shoot with this Welcome, guys, to another episode of You've Probably Seen It with Adam and Michael. Hey, guys. Thanks for coming back. Uh, this episode, we have another Jim Carrey classic with Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Uh, we've spoken about it a few times, but this comes in uh, Jim Carrey's 1994 with The Mask and Dumb and Dumber huge, yeah. and Pet Detective. So. Actually, I've, I've loved telling that fact that, yeah. to people. I love telling that fact. I know. To people. I can't I believe like, it. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I'm really can't. feel like I'm in the movie industry now. I can tell people shit about these, <laughs> these little. Quotes. I did a tiny bit of research. Yeah. <laughs> was this the was this the first one? Like, was this... so yeah, this is the first one. This is the one he got paid least amount for. Yeah. Like, he got. I think he. I I don't remember, the, but I think it was like under a hundred grand or something like that. Or so, yeah, he pretty much pretty yeah did it just to kickstart, but then. I think by the third movie he got like seven mil, so it was uh, it was a pretty yeah. I big think Dumb and Dumber must have been the third one. Yeah. So I don't I don't remember the mask being that sort of too memorable. I remember being really scared of it when I was a kid. So yeah. it might come up sort of later on. Like yeah, it really terrified me. I got a pencil case from the popcorn that I got from the <laughs> movies, and I had that since like oh, I moved I out of my shit. parents' house. Yeah. <laughs> there was some good memorabilia that floated around. Yeah. Um, I got to make a few things off the top here. I got to say so. I've cocked up a few times over the last podcast, and I will uh, many times, considering I'm having one or two beers, that's just going to happen. Um, but I am DB, not IMBD, so I'm on that, because it's, I even had to look up what I am, uh, I almost said it again, IMDB, IMDB stands for, and that's- Internet in- Movie Barter Dace. Barter Dace, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Internet Movie Database, so I've had that in my head, DB Database, so that, that should yeah. get it stuck in there. And poor old um, Steve Hibbert. I've been calling him Steve Barrett and everything else under the sun. So it's the Stephen Hibbert Hall of Fame. It needs to get it right. It's his Hall of Fame. So Stephen Hibbert, I'm on top of it. I like I'm just how... thinking of. I'm just thinking of Doctor Hibbert. That's my. That's my. Remember that one. I like how it was your idea, and I've had to correct you in about every episode. <laughs> so that's fine. Well, if um... you didn't know me before, you know me now. <laughs> So we'll get into the rating. So obviously it came out in 1994, oh, sorry, quickly. as we mentioned. Sorry, mate. What are you drinking today? Oh, yeah. We'll get into our trying to get sponsorship. Yeah. Here. <laughs> uh, so I'm drinking a Kaiju Crush um, Tropical Pale Ale. Um, very expensive for a slab. So hopefully we can get that sponsorship in soon. <laughs> Use discount code. You've probably seen it. <laughs> for absolutely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got a Peroni. Uh, trying to diversify my taste buds, but also got my Asahi with me. I think I'll always have at least one Asahi as well. But yeah, um, I'll stick to the I'll stick to the uh, the lager, the, the lager, lager um, the lager drafts. But yeah, like I said, Bilson's as well. You're my uh, you're my guilty pleasure. Of <laughs> course. <Yeah. laughs> uh, cool. So if anyone wants to pay us for anything, we'll take it. That's what we're trying to say. <laughs> All right. Um, so the IMDb rating. We've got. 6.9 out of 10 which is now, pretty nice you know they didn't you know they didn't rate the movie if they gave it under 7 you yeah. know they think it's a pretty average movie if it's 6.9 I think we should start another podcast where we just review movies that are 6.9 rated for like nice reviews <laughs> <laughs> we'll just go from there 
just laugh right now. Yeah. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, pretty poorly reviewed by a lot of these. So mm. Rotten Tomatoes is uh, 49%, yep. which is on the lower side of things. So I don't know what the when it is rotten, but I think... 49 sounds pretty rotten. I did double check. Yeah, I did double check. I think it's the 50 percent's a tipping point where they yeah. um they get it. I did double check the other the people related. What do they call the um user user? Whatever, that's yeah. it. User ratings, and they were it was just over 50, so it still wasn't that high for that one either. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, um, pretty average score. Common sense media, which we still don't know what it is. One out of five. <laughs> one so out of five. Em. Cop that. Um, Seriously. And Google's ninety percent, so pretty. A I think bit it's loved second by or third highest. Yeah, it's pretty high. Like we need, I think we need to go back ones. and put these in rankings of like their actual Love ratings. That. That'd be yeah. cool. So we could um, we could pop that up, but it does provide a little bit of legwork. But hey, school holidays, woo! <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do. Yeah. After I do have to say before we sort of go through everything, it probably didn't hold up as much as I remember. Like mm. compared to the other ones we've already watched, like it was still good and funny. Like I had to few funnier moments but i can sort of understand where the ratings are coming from for this one yeah i think i mean he sort of does his he does his little um does a little thing on this one but for me i think it was more iconic because my brother was like in love with this movie yeah and i think that sort of i've been an older brother it sort of made it bigger in my <laughs> eyes as well um but yeah i, I can see what you mean it's not wall to wall like some of the ones we've done um, and I think as we go on with more movies, that'll that'll happen a bit more because yeah. there's only limited amount of absolute classics. But um, I know the next two we're doing is uh, they yeah, stand up. Yeah, same that. Looking at the upcoming list, they all seem like classics. Yeah, so we're getting I, to like year I, three where we're just doing like student <laughs> films. Like, yeah, I, I think know, I think the first I, I think the first year we should be pretty sweet for for yeah. bangers. <laughs> um, saying that there'll be some that we remember being better than because. As sort of the whole point of this is we're re-watching movies that we watched when we were kids. Yeah, that's right. So a lot of them won't hold up to what we remember. So yeah, What was that movie that happen? we watched that I pulled that quote out the other day? Uh, not the other oh. day, but a while ago. It was the Yes Please guy. What is that? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, that's Eurotrip. Uh, no, it wasn't Eurotrip. It was some um, oh, no. Max Keebler. Max Keebler. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really weird. Max Keebler's big move. I don't know. I think yeah. I rented it, That's and then niche. you guys came over for like a family function. There was just one part that just <laughs> kept coming up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't think that'll make it. But this yeah, is. <laughs> but that was. I watched that a few weeks. I watched that a few weeks ago, actually. Did you? It wasn't. It didn't really hold up. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have thought so. There might have been one or two moments. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right um uh, so director of this one is tom shadak um didn't know the name and i think for a reason because he only had one tv movie on his directing resume um for this one so before this one and then he was yeah. bob hope's youngest ever joke writer so um there's something yeah. <laughs> um story by jack shadak so keeping it within the family mm-hmm uh, writer Steve Oderkirk, which I think he was a good close friend of Jim Carrey, and I think they worked on um, a sketch show together as well at the same time. Was that is that Bob Odenkirk's brother, or is it a whole I've, different person? I, I don't know. Odenkirk, it's Oderkirk, but, but there's no N. Yeah. yeah, so I'm going to guess it's different. But yeah, the spelling's so. different, and I'm going to assume you didn't write it manually, so you would have just copy and pasted it. So well, I'm a bit of a, no I'm a bit fussy with fonts, so I might have typed it. <laughs> oh, I no. might have typed it. <laughs> All right, we'll find um, out. But who is Odenkirk anyway? Uh, or... You know um, Bob Odenkirk from Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. Mm, That's sort mm-hmm. of great, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's he's a pretty big. Uh, before sort of the Breaking Bad stuff, he was a really big comedian and sketch 
yeah. comedian. So, yeah, if there's any connection there, which kind of makes be. sense, but yeah. maybe not. Um, and then we've got produced by James G. Robinson. So it's starring uh, Jim Carrey as Ace Ventura. So one alternate uh, person that they looked for this one was Rick Moranis. Uh, you know him from Spaceballs, Ghostbusters, Honey, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which is the one I knew him from, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, out of all those yeah. movies. Um, <laughs> I'm, you know what, and it'll come around to it, I haven't really watched Ghostbusters properly. And like, oh, it's a shame on me, but that's just one of yeah. the movies like I've missed out on. Like Indiana Jones is one I haven't watched um, yeah. I didn't watch Jurassic Park till recently. There's so many like that's pretty sad. Yeah, yeah I know. There's so many yeah. like good movies. No, no, I, these things happen. Yeah, but this, like, is why, this is why I'm doing this podcast because I just watch the same movies, comedy movies from my childhood over and over again. Do you want me to? Do you want to hear something sad? Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so we've got so it's a bit of a spoiler or foreshadowing for for mm-hmm. us, but we have coming to America next week, and I watched that for the first time either this year or late last year. What? So, <laughs> That, see, that one hurts me. That one yeah. hurts me. Wow. Yeah. So, you hit anyway, we'll that, we'll that one from me. Fuck. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so we have Courtney Cox um, as Melissa. So was this just before Friends? I think you put so that this in the notes. was yeah. yeah. So she actually started. This might have been one of my um, yeah. It's one of my facts down here. But she actually started a mu- uh, Friends a month after this. So um, yeah, this is run. like yeah. finished that into that. But. Um, she refuses to watch this movie because she's embarrassed of it. She's actually... That's fine. She, yeah, she never actually watched this movie over. <laughs> Apparently, Jennifer Aniston came over with a tape once and she said, no, I'm not watching it. Um, so, yeah. I know, I could sort of see it in her acting that she didn't really enjoy it or she Put wasn't too really, much into it. Yeah, she, she doesn't do... Yeah, she she's, doesn't have too much to do, to be honest. She's like, just like sort of there. Yeah. I didn't really rate her that much. But, well, um, I think Jennifer Aniston has a similar thing. Have you seen the Leprechaun movies? Like the, no. No. Oh, it's... It's sort of this cult. Is that um, from Is that from Wayne's World too? I'm the leprechaun. <laughs> probably, yeah. That's probably where they got it from. Uh, but it's this cult horror movie where this leprechaun comes out. It would be. Um, and the first one's supposed to be pretty serious. And she's like really young in it. It was like mm-hmm. her first movie. So it's a similar thing where it's one of her first movies. So she never wants to watch it. But it sort of became a cult classic. Yeah. So it's just kind of sucking. It's, it's kind of amazing that she was in that one. But then... They said like all these other ones and it became sort of like Saw where they just became as gory as possible and like funny. So I think like Leprechaun 4 is like Leprechaun 4 in the hood. <laughs> like it's just like that. It's just so stupid. One of them's in space. But anyway, now I want to watch a Gremlins thinking about that. Oh, Gremlin could be on the list. Um, um, we've got Sean Young as Lieutenant I- uh, Lois Einhorn. And, you know, considering the... the transition the character has in this that yeah the name sean really confused yeah i was gonna say the same thing that's pretty interesting we'll talk about that later yeah a little bit problematic now in 2021 i think yeah there's a lot of that a lot of as two uh cis white males i don't think we can have too much (laughs) (laughs) just uh just acknowledging a different time as we usually do and (laughs) moving on uh we got tone loke as emilio which i don't really know too much about tone loke but he was a bit of a big deal uh he was probably like the biggest name in filming that movie at the time, other than probably Dan Marino, I would say, who, yeah. who I've also got Dan Marino as Dan Marino. So <laughs> yeah, I really like Tony Locke's work in this. He played like he was good, pretty straight. I, sort I didn't of realize I didn't realize he was a rapper until like, um, till like re- reading all this information. Mm. Um, it was, yeah, he's pretty good for the character. Yeah. Uh, um, so quick summary of the movie. So when the dolphin mascot of Miami's NFL team is abducted, Ace Ventura, of course, played by Jim Carrey, as any private investigator who specializes in finding animals, looks into the case. 
pretty straightforward there. Um, yeah. Currently streaming on Stan. Um, obviously, that might change. So, just went for the top five facts, and I went a little bit crazy last one. So, I'm, I'm honing it in to five now. So, um, Kerry based Ace Ventura as if he was a smart bird. So, if you look at like the colorful shirt, the hairstyle, and the walk, and then as I'm watching this, I was like, holy shit. Like, I was like, oh yeah. my God, because it just makes so much sense. I just couldn't believe it. Um, yeah, I remember you sent me that fact, and you just like it's like just with a picture of a bird next to it. I'm like, okay, it makes sense. But yeah, just where like his head movement is and the it's, way he, like, yeah, moves when he quickly, and, yeah, it, it, it makes tri- sense. And his hairstyle, the mohawk and everything, like the really yeah. Um, so at one point, um, it was decided that Ace would be called Alice, and he was and she was going to be played by Whoopi Goldberg, which. <laughs> I mean, it would have been a very big, very I different movie. Yeah. I think it would have been interesting. I don't know if it would have been as big as... Because that's the thing. We look at it be. in the frame that Jim Carrey is the character. Mm. And that's all we can pretty much see. Mm-hmm. And similar to Dumb and Dumber. So it would just be a very different movie. It feels Rick Moranis would be a lot more awkward. Yeah. Um, of a, you know, character. And Whoopi Goldberg mm-hmm. would be very different as well. Whoopi Goldberg's so a pretty good out there thing. zany character as well. So I Yeah, she well, have... she used to be a stand-up comedian and an yeah. actress in her own right. So um, So Jim Carrey had his own personal chef during the shoot. And the chef would also prepare food for his pet iguana. That's uh, <laughs> that's something. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> I, I imagine that the pet iguana was in the movie as well. Yeah, well, oh, we, the iguana was hopefully his iguana. That yeah. was a different iguana. <laughs> yeah. um, Courtney Cox would debut in her career-defining role in Friends months after, as we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and Einhorn in German means unicorn. Mm-hmm. There we go. Is that foreshadowing as well? And that, on that note... <laughs> <laughs> and also uh, one thing, I'm going to let you set these scenes up because whenever I do it, I miss a big chunk, so I'm going to let you Well, I feel them. like I get boring. I like I feel like I ruin all this. Like, all right, we got to move on. And I just go, okay. No, yeah, you're, you're the, you need that. You can't, have, <laughs> okay. you can't have people floating around everywhere. We need to be on track. All right. So on saying that, we'll get started with the first <laughs> scene. So Ace Ventura is walking down the street with a delivery parcel or big box. And it's a sort of knockoff UPS um, kit. Uh, but he's just like walking down the street. And sorry, the thing is... Sorry, on, U- on uh, the UPS, it's HDS. And it's if, yeah. you, if you do HDS as lowercase, flip it upside down, it spells UPS. Did you... Was that you finding it yourself or did you look that up? I looked that did up, 100%. Yeah, I was kind of saying... <laughs> no, I this. looked it up and then I yeah, paused. The start. I looked it up and then did all the lowercase and then like tilted my head and then went, oh yeah, look at that. But that's a, that's uh, one hell of a that's one hell of a little yeah. Easter egg there. I think they probably overthought that too. They could have so. some like Miami yeah. parcel systems or something. Yeah, yes. No one like it would have taken a long time for someone to click on that one. Yeah. Well, like how so he's faking that he's a was it? I'm just gonna say UPS because I'm gonna keep forgetting yeah. what the other one is. Yeah. Um. So he fakes that he works for UPS to go to someone's house to take a dog off from that they've taken from a partner. Yeah. But I like how. It just starts off just being a movie for Jim Carrey just to be silly the whole time. Yeah. That's what you realise. So he just has absolutely no regard for this box he's holding. Oops, he doesn't sorry. have to be like silly and throwing it around. He could just be walking down the street holding a box. Yeah. But just because he just wants to be silly, he's just throwing it and crashing it in yeah. the elevator and kicking it down hallways and stuff. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, so he's got the elevator. He's, el- he's putting it straight into an elevator, crunching it. He's playing soccer with it. He's punting it. It's, um, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, you don't need to do that, but that's fine. <laughs> it's a good way to get the credits rolling as well, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, uh, and yeah, we've got that scary dude that opens the door. Um, he's, we realize he's delivering the package to, and this guy's got um, black eyes. You can see in that in that movie. The reason he has a black eyes is because um, he was actually a boxer, and he like he was trained as a boxer <laughs> at that time. So the black eyes were legit, <laughs> legit black eyes Jesus. as well. Imagine coming up in a fight and seeing that bloke. You have to fight him. <laughs> He's so That's scary. Terrifying. He scared me as a kid. <laughs> yeah. like, watching this movie, he legit scared me. Yeah. Well, and that's when he opens the door and he sees the guy and he has his, uh, the classic, alrighty then, yeah. which I think is the, cla- the classic line from this one. It's in, he our, says it a few it's times in our intro, intro as well. It is, there you go. Um, so he goes to the guy's apartment to pretty much take the dog because he's the guy's partner. It's the guy's partner's dog, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Like, yeah. That's how it is. So, and he's dating one hell of a woman. Yeah, I don't know how that's said. It must be some sort of big drug deal or something. I don't want to be assuming too much, but I don't know yeah. how he got there. Um, he's got that, yeah, so he's got that the dog as well, and he starts with his little just sounds and noises. And he's looking yeah, at the yeah. dog, who's a boo-boo? <laughs> oh, and, I've, got the, I've got that in my notes. I just say, who's a boo-boo doo-doo? Yeah, <laughs> I've, got, I've got a few like capital letters, um, just Jim Carrey noises in here, and I'm like, I don't know how... I'm like, I just literally have to hope that I say it right at the time. I think <laughs> yeah. I got that one right. Um, um, and then, what, he uh, leaves a fake dog at the door and he takes the other one and stuffs him in his coat. pretty clever. Um, it's a pretty clever yeah, start. I'm like, well, that's when you find out that he is a very silly character, but he's actually pretty smart yeah. in the way he does his job and the way he figures things out. Um, so he stuffs in his chest and starts sort of running away to get away with the guy with the dog. But I like how he's like running down the street and trying to get away from people and he holds up his ID and he goes, excuse me, HDS to like take the car yeah. or something <laughs> like the like, like he's a cop or something. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> he's got a, he's got a couple of moments like that. I think it's later mm-hmm. on when he runs over some police and says, I'm a pet detective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So he's, um, he's got, uh, he's talking to the dog about how every contest there must be a winner. And a, and a loser, and he get Luhu Zahur. Yeah. Yeah, um, I've got that in my notes I think too. they really tried to cram that down your throat as well. Like a couple of those like Jim Carrey mannerisms, like they really wanted to make it It's a like thing. they were trying to sell merch or something. Yeah. Like, that's like that, like that was the big talking point in the movie. Yeah, and the, the click and the, th- the fingers down, like apparently they wanted to make that a lot bigger than what it turned out to be. Like it just <laughs> didn't hold up whatsoever. Like a new pop culture thing <laughs> all the cool kids were doing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. It's like the DX suck it. It's like, yeah, not going not gonna to quite make it. <laughs> um, I like how he's got the little uh, dog treat dispenser in the car for the yeah. dog. He's like, hungry fella? And he brings it out. It's like a... Uh, Drops out. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, but yeah, the guy because their car doesn't start so the guy uh, comes up to him and starts breaking in the window which I think they just broke in the window so he has to drive around being silly for the rest of the movie because he never fixes <laughs> his flight like the uh, window screen yeah, it does, so doesn't he just try has to like, look out the window like a dog every time he drives and doesn't stuff. try to do the cool guy kick out of uh, breaking yeah. that windshield and break- <laughs> no he just <laughs> he he got his head out and it works in a couple of the scenes as, uh, yeah. as well which we'll get to um, <laughs> I like it when he's sort of um He's starting to... The guy's starting to get it. He looks in the mirror and says, Warning, assholes are clo- uh, closer than they may appear. <laughs> um, and yeah, finally gets the car going and he does that. It's alive! It's alive! <laughs> Which has got to be from... Um, is it... Uh, it's got to be a Frankenstein 
um, yeah, yeah, solid right. little throwback right. there. But I was also thinking, what's Rocky Horror? Rocky Horror could be as well. I don't yeah, know. I think probably Rocky Horror was inspired by Frankenstein anyway. That so does make sense. Yeah, degrees of separation. We're in the right area. Yeah. Um, and then the guy's trying to get into the car, and a dog bites the dude's hand, and then Jim Carrey decides to bite his, the guy's hand exactly <laughs> like a dog as well, <laughs> uh, and really setting up. And he does a lot of good animal impersonations in this one um, as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, as we said that Jim Carrey, uh, takes the dog back to the partner's house. And so I have my notes like, so was she date, dating this gross bloke? I assume so. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, I wrote, first so, thing I wrote was huge norms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a very weird scene because obviously he wants payment. This is his job. Yeah. But then she starts like, would you like me to take your pants off instead? So it's assumed that she starts blowing him. Yeah. But he just starts like swinging his arms around and making these like weird sounds. Like how aggressive is this blowjob? Like, really, I really that exactly wrote a very, yeah. a very aggressive blowjob <laughs> on the screen. Um, it's, it reminds me of when he's later on, when he's in that fish tank, it's very similar. Yeah. He's, he's holding <laughs> up to the banister. He's <laughs> <laughs> got the same effect there. Um, Oh. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's um he's he's enjoying himself. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. yeah. So does he get paid for that, or is that just a freebie? It's like nah, weird, I think uh, I think the taxi situation. I think that's why he's so broke. He talks about how <laughs> broke he is. It is just like he'll take whatever he can get, and it, and um I'd, yeah, he didn't want to pass that opportunity up at all. That would make sense. Um, and then in the next scene, it flashes to Snowflake, the Miami Dolphins mascot being stolen by a bunch of nondescript bad guys. Yep. Um, but I like how you can sort of see in this scene, I put the Super Bowl ring, but yeah. it's actually just the AFC championship ring. Yeah, I wrote Super Bowl ring as, as well. Yeah, i got to edit myself when I'm saying it. So <laughs> you sort of see that flash into the pool. So that's a bit of a foreshadowing for who did it later on. Yeah, it genuinely is a good um, like mystery movie as well. Like it's yeah. if, you, if you're watching it for the first time and trying to, to carry on with the movie... Um, it is it is quite interesting as well in terms of just being a mystery movie. Well, if you told me that you knew what the twist ending was going to be the first time you watched it, I'll call you a liar. Yeah, exactly. No one could predict what's going nah. to happen at the end of this movie. No, nah, it's always a always a side of a good mystery movie. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just watching that. Um, what's that big one on Netflix that everyone's doing? Uh, clickbait. I just I don't know if you've heard yeah. about that or watched it. Yeah, I've seen it. I haven't watched it. No. Good good um, mystery movie and yeah. Good one. Is that with the guy from uh, Entourage? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good movie. I suggest getting onto that one. Have you seen season three of Sex Education yet? I am three or four episodes in. We're taking it slow. We want to make sure that we, uh, we soak we it. About, <laughs> we, t- we did it in about four days. Quality. Like, no. two ep- Quality we only did like two episodes a day. Yeah. But yeah, uh, very good show. Anyway, um, so it goes to Ace Ventura returning home um, after he got that very aggressive blowjob. <laughs> and I like how he's trying to hide from his, must be his landlord or something, which we find out later yeah. on. But he pulls through a massive leaf of a plant and just sort of like yeah. tries to disguise himself. And it works. Like the guy doesn't see him. So yeah, it actually it's does a pretty work. good camouflage. I always just thought as a kid, I'm like, how many uh, ferns would he be breaking? And like, surely that plant's yeah, going to be Every day dead. there's just like a... Or is it in the scene there's just a whole heap of things? Or am I just... I th- no, I'm pretty that? sure. No, that does ring a bell that there is like yeah. a bunch of um, ferns on the ground as well. Broken plants, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but did you say the landlord was uh, Hector Salamanca from Breaking Bad? Uh, yeah. Yes, it is too. Well played. A bit of um, 
break, two Breaking Bad references already. There you go. Um, but I, I love, as a kid, I love the eight ball. I had this as a kid as well. The eight ball keychain. Oh, they had, you know, those uh, stacking games where you can get the minor yeah, and the yeah. major prize. That was one of the minor prizes and I just wanted to get that one. So I just had the key and the eight ball just because of Ace Ventura <laughs> when I was younger. That's a very cool one. So, oh, yeah, what's I, the la- so you talked about the landlord yeah. as well, um, mm-hmm. and he's he's actually based off two brother landlords that um, Jim Carrey had when he was younger. So um, it was taking a little bit out of his real life for this character. Just like an angry old man. Landlord. Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, was it the landlord? His animals scratching around all the time, so you start to assume that. Ace Ventura has a bunch of animals living in his house. I don't think you understand to the extent of how many animals he has in his house. Yeah. But and I think I realized that- as well. Oh, sorry. I talk, he talks as well about when he um, says Ventura. He goes, Satan? Oh, I thought you were somebody else. <laughs> um, and then he's, yeah, he's, he's, he asks him, what's all the pet food for? And he says, yeah. fiber. <laughs> um, but then he's when he's trying to get into the um, his apartment, he sort of flicks his keys around. And I reckon yeah. he's doing that to warn the animals. That's what I say. I'm like jingling keys to signify someone's coming home. Question mark. Yeah. So I think that might be it. Yeah. I thought it was just and him. I thought it was just him being him at this when I was younger. But I think there might be a little bit more to it now. See, he's, he is a smart yeah. dude. Uh, but then he goes into this house and is this sort of looking around and it's all quiet. So there's obviously no animals there. Is is the assumption just a, like just, a, see, just a doggy door in the freezer yeah and i sort of forgot yeah. where that was coming from but it's pretty clever with how they do it mm. and then the landlord goes away but i just put that like it must smell awful oh, i'd be like, horrible they, birds and like skunks and everything, everything. <laughs> so i don't i think the smell will still be there i don't think you can hide that smell no not at all. Well, it'd anyway. be horrid there'd be shit everywhere too yeah. Um, yeah. He closes the door, and I love it how close he gets. He slams the door <laughs> the close to his nose. Such oh, a good effect. That um, would have been pretty fun to film. Imagine like he copped it the first time, well, like, I, like right in the nose. I, I don't think I would have ever been able to do it. I don't think I would have been able to stand there and trust that the the door's going to miss my nose that much. Um, so well played were, to him. Yeah, and they don't want to like film you flinching either because they'll ruin the scene. Yeah, that's you, right. Like, insane. So, like, this is so hard to do. Um, but yeah, uh, all those animals come out. So I just wrote a couple of them. We saw iguana, which I couldn't imagine that was his pet. Yeah. Um, a skunk and a penguin were probably the, the most notable ones that were quite odd. Yeah. So the I like the penguins coming out of the doggy door in yeah. the freezer. Well, that was pretty cute. But like, how exactly was this filmed? Like, I was trying to see if some of them were. They probably weren't CGI back then, obviously, because mm. those times. But were they all filmed together? Were they cut together? Because my assumption is if you have that many animals in a room, mm. they'll all just be attacking each other or scared of each other. But they all played pretty nicely. So. Well, I'll loop, I'll loop back to this later um, because they're yeah. in the sex scene. I, I want to talk about that. I've got a fact about that one. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, loop, I'll hold off on mine until later. There you go. But he does his uh, come to me jungle friends yeah. he does his like scream up to like the <laughs> jungle gods i just realized as well he's got a movie called mr something penguins i can't remember that one yeah he's got yeah, another yeah. movie with penguins from a freezer and keeping penguins in the apartment like only jim carrey would have two movies where he keeps penguins inside a house you reckon it's the same penguins How the penguins live for? They, they're dead they were dead by that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry mate they were gone um, then we go what to the uh, dolphins sort of office where they realize that Snowflake has been stolen. So all the executives 
Um, I don't really have their names there, but Courtney Cox is one of those exceptions. Yeah, you got um, Roger Pedacta. He was the he was the guy with Melissa, yeah. and I, I got yeah. a feeling that other guy. He, he looks like a proper like head of football sort of a guy. So I, I, he, he's probably an actor, but I don't know. I just I had yeah. the, I'm like do you reckon he's actually a head office kind of guy in real life. Yeah, well we got that because obviously when we were little kids, we knew nothing about the NFL, and we know yeah. a bit more now, or we're trying to learn a bit more now. Uh, but we'll talk. Oh, I've got a few notes about that later on in the movie when he's trying okay. to find the uh, the AFC Championship rings. Oh, ah, okay. Kids. So, yeah. Like, I got a little bit of that later on. Oh, nice. I'm um, looking forward to it. <laughs> but so it's obviously we mentioned that Courtney Cox um, is interested in this scene as his main love interest. Um, but Martha, the receptionist, says that she'll find use a pet detective, yeah. and she used one that was really good, um, which is Ace Ventura. But then we got. Ace trying to find that white pigeon. <laughs> she talks um, about it. Like she talks about it being existence. like. Talks about it being like it's a very scientific process, and the next thing, yeah. it's twenty five thousand dollars pigeon. He's just trying to jump and grab it <laughs> <laughs> as a dog. Well, and then it's and then it's got that cliche of someone falling from a big building and falling into the rubbish bin, yeah. like a massive trash bin. It's just like a massive cliche. Yeah, like, I'm sure that'll still hurt. Imagine you jump onto it. It's just like falling like a TV or a pit of wood. I yeah, I was watching. Um, I was watching Ted Lasso. I don't know if you watched Ted Lasso. Um, I do watch Ted Lasso. Yeah, I'll just watch one of the most recent episodes. Um, and the guy jumps off this massive uh this massive yeah, building yeah. into like all these rubbish bags um was like, that's, yeah it's always rubbish gotta... bags it's not full it's not full of hard rubbish it's always just like soft yeah like surely bags. people could just throw up mattresses and you could like that's yeah. that's plausible <laughs> you know like you could have that <laughs> yeah, yeah. anyway um so what's the next scene so um yeah that's what i said so they've called ace ventura and he's going to the dolphin's office or yeah. the dolphin's facilities to uh, find out a bit more and help them. But yeah, I, I like how I wrote down they smashed out the windows pretty much as excuse for him to look silly and drive out with his head out the window and look yeah. like a dog. Uh, <laughs> just True, there's a lot of animal... There's another animal comparison there. Um, he drives in as well. Excuse me, Burp coming. Um, <laughs> he's driving in and he does the uh, the mad driving skills where he does that parallel park like straight yeah, yeah. in the middle. And it goes to the classic, like a glove. That's which... what I well, I wrote down like a glove and I forgot where the, that was from. Like, was he wearing a glove? Like, no. Yeah, he does just, that sick part. Just fits like a glove. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, that's a that's a day-to-day reference, that one. Like, if something, yeah. if something fits perfectly, you're always like, like a glove. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, he makes it into the building and then uh, he meets up with Melissa and Roger. And then they ask him, how it was getting in. He said, oh, the guy with the rubber glove was very gentle. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I wrote down here, like he seems so hard to be around oh, yeah. as a person. Yeah. It's like, fucking hell. Can you just turn it off for a second? Yeah, which is probably why he doesn't hard. really have many friends except for Woodstock in the in the movie. Um, yeah. The guy the guy in that, um, we see him very soon in the uh, basement of that heavy metal club. Oh, the Cannibal Corpse. The Cannibal uh, Corpse, yeah. yeah. Um, and just on that, that's like the only time we're going to get any music out of this movie. There is like... Yeah, I don't think... Well, we have that. We mentioned that in our last podcast that we've started a playlist of music. Yeah. But you watched this before, man. Like, was there any songs in this? Because there's nothing I can remember from the top of my head. No, it's and just yeah, like the... Nothing. It's just like the... When he's driving. Dun, 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 like that sort yeah, of... Yeah. That sort of background music. But there's no like actual songs. I looked up the playlist. Tone Loke had one with Jim Carrey at the end, um, but Spotify doesn't even have that anymore. So oh, no. um, if you listen at the end when they, so 
he talks about tone like um, kicking the beat or something like that. Just now, I sound really old. Um, <laughs> you know, as those, yeah, those yeah, kids um, say. Yeah. <laughs> what do the young kids say these days? Um, but yeah, that's and then they, yeah, they don't have that on anymore. So that, I think the Cannibal Corpse is the only song we're going to get out of this one. We might give that a miss, and they might be a bit aggressive. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> think it goes with the vibe of the um, yeah. the playlist. Um, but yeah, that's probably the only notable notable one. Um, where were we? <laughs> we went on a bit of a detail. Um, so it was so. So I don't the, know if yeah, anything after that, but yeah. So uh, from what I remember, he's in the office talking to Melissa, and he's just like eating those sunflower seeds yeah, yeah. and like spitting them everywhere. And at first, I didn't know what they were when I was younger, but now knowing it's the bird, um, he's doing the smart bird. It makes yeah. so much more sense now of mm-hmm. um, of why he's doing True. that. So now it just it's just all clicking. Yeah. Yeah, and he's, I don't think of it that way either. I like it when he um he's watching Snowflake and he's sort of just giving those head nods and smiling like as they <laughs> as they're clapping him like he's really impressed about it. Um, and then she Melissa offers him a, an ashtray because he's um he's spitting out all the yeah, sunflower yeah. seeds. And he goes, oh no, it's a disgusting habit. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I don't smoke. It's a disgusting habit. He's got all this. Yeah. He's got like, all the seeds in his teeth and everything. <laughs> uh. Um. And yeah, he talks about how you came very recommended from, mm-hmm. uh, and then trying to explain that it was a receptionist. And then he goes, oh yeah, the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he talks about whatever breed of dog it was as well. Um, and then they move on to going outside and um, checking the tank. Um, mm-hmm. As he starts to go in the tank, he goes, if I'm not back in five minutes, just wait longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wrote that down. Like, I'm going to use that. That's yeah. a good one. I don't remember it, but that's a pretty good one to use. Oh, I use that one all the time as well. <laughs> My whole life is this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I wrote down, yeah, once he's in the tank, he's pretty much just performing for himself. Like, he's just yeah. being silly and he's doing the, like the captain's log William Shatner Star Trek impressions a lot of his so stuff just... yeah a lot of his stuff he'd do in his work would be like him by himself so I guess he does need to come up with those things to entertain himself yeah but when you're around other people it just looks extra weird yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah he's looking around the um we ever into, did you ever get tank. into Star Trek I know I know it was um, huge like back in the day but I've never really. watched it I, we, we tried to watch the first season like the old old Shatner yeah. seasons but it was like so ambient and there was all these like sounds in the background of all these buttons pressing and all these sci-fi sounds that I just went to bed. Like it was just like nice and relaxing. Okay. I just went to yeah, bed. sort of one of the ones but where I you need to grow up with it. And I guess around that yeah. time it would have been it would have been everything. Like it would have been it in a bit. But yeah, I think yeah. It might not hold up as much for if you'd watch it now. Yeah. Well there's there's new seasons and stuff and the new movies, yeah. but I don't know, I think I was just more of a Star Wars person. Yeah. And I never really got into the other ones, but yeah. Oh well. Um, yeah, he's got the he's got the stare at the uh, when he's looking into the fish tank as well. He's got the stare at the um, at the camera where he's like he's trying to look for what's going on. Yeah, yeah, the the fish eyed camera at the bottom. Yeah, which yeah. is pretty. I think they use that as a um, a bit of a promo shot as well for the movie um, of him looking that. into it. Um, and then yeah, the press are coming, and then there's a classic one. I just can't do it, Captain. I don't have the power. <laughs> I had to look at I had to look on YouTube when he said that to see like what character it was and there is a Scottish character as well. Was that, that Scotty? Yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, I just yeah, can't yeah. do it, Captain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it just went full uh, Star Trek yeah. in that scene. <laughs> Basically like, just the for whole no time. reason. But um he notices a I guess it's like a gemstone. Yeah. Um in the drain, so he's that's his first clue 
um, to break the case of who took Snowflake. Yeah, it was really well done. Finding it in the filter too. Again, really, yeah. just goes to show like he's actually is a he's reasonably good at his smart job. guy. Yeah. yeah, he's just a bit of a weirdo. Um, so the next scene there at the police station, it kind of shows that he's had a fair few run-ins with these police officers yeah. and they all sort of hate him and resent him for being annoying and um, be that. But I like how he just walks into the police station like he owns the joint. Yeah. Like, you can't just walk into a cop shop yeah. and just like go in there. It's like if I go if I go to the Sunshine Police Station, there's this bulletproof glass and then there's like, yeah. there's, sometimes there's not even people there that would let you through. Like, uh, yeah. But yeah, just go straight into the detective bullpen. It's all good. Yeah. But I like how they're all like making fun of him and everything and he does his like little laughs. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, and then we meet, uh, what's his name? Guado, Guado or something? Iguado. Yeah, I wrote that in my notes later on, but this is probably one of the ugliest dudes I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> just very, just very unappealing. And bit of a so, sense. bit of a so-so actor as well. Like really sort of <laughs> yeah. like stop. Just starting. every sense of the word unappealing. Yeah, um, uh, but yeah, he steps on a cockroach and goes, "How are you going to solve that one?" He goes, first I'd uh, establish a motive." The killer saw the size of the bug's dick and became extremely jealous. Then I'd lose 30 pounds. Pork and his wife. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah. yeah. It shows I, I, that that guy really hates Ace. Yeah. Like they're not friends. Yeah. Uh, but then we meet sort of Tone Locke. Um, what's Tone Locke's character's Emilio. name? Emilio. You remember? Emilio, that's yeah. it. Um, and he, that's when he's doing his classic sort of talking through his ass. <laughs> Just holding his ass. So, and I feel like we did that heaps. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Just like bend over and just start doing that. And you get, excuse me, can I ask you a few questions? <laughs> um, apparently that came from that sketch show that he was working on at the time. Like apparently that started there yeah. and he brought it over into the uh, into the movie. But yeah, exactly. that's that's iconic. Can I can I ask you a few questions? Um, yeah. We've sort of, and then he um, says, we find out that Einhorn is on the way down. Um, and mm-hmm. finds out that Aguado is working the case, which Aguado being mm-hmm. the, the guy that hates Ace and is a bit of a douchebag as well. Um, <laughs> and as he's, as he, Emilio is talking to him, he's telling him to get away and Ace is pretending like his ass is trying to talk on the chair and he's like jumping up and down going, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 like doing the, muff- doing yeah. the muffled voice. <laughs> um, and then he keeps talking as if he's his art. He's like, do you have a mint? Perhaps some banaka. <laughs> He goes, Asola Mia. And it's, oh, I did, didn't realize he goes, um, Osada Mia, which is sodomy. So, yeah, <laughs> now it makes a bit more oh, sense. It must older. have been so hard filming that scene. I would he have must have been doing that for hours and everyone's been losing it. I would have broke so many times. Yeah. Um, that's where we sort of in, get introduced to Lieutenant Einhorn. And mm-hmm. interesting that the first thing he says is, Holy Testicle Tuesday. I wrote that down too. Yeah. I wrote Holy Testicle Tuesday foreshadowing. <laughs> and we won't go into that yet. But. Um, yeah. And then he sort of shows his knowledge of between a porpoise and a dolphin as well. Um, again, building on his character. Um, he says, uh, how, would you like, how would you like me to make your love living hell? Oh no, she says that. And then yeah. <laughs> and Jim Carrey goes, I'm not ready for a relationship yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can see the uh, hostility between Einhorn and um, Jim Carrey and really, or oh, sorry, mm-hmm. Ace Ventura. And his really only friend in the police station is Emilio, um, played by Tone Loke. Um, yeah. which, yeah, goes on well. And then he's li- he gets basically gets kicked out and goes, maybe I'll call you sometime. Is your number still 911? All righty then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Um, and then they're at a gig. This scene's kind of weird that like, you don't know why he's at yeah. the gig to start off with. Uh, but then, like, so a heavy metal band's playing, which we find out Cannibal Corpse. I didn't realize Cannibal Corpse was that old, but like, they're pretty yeah. huge band. I don't know too much about them, to be honest, but I know, like, no, I, I, don't, hear I, the name I know or... they're a big metal band, yeah. but I don't know too much about them either. But I like how he does his, like, little dances into the yeah. crowd. Like, it's just, like, not a heavy metal concert. Well, he reminds me of uh, uh, Kramer. Like, Kramer from Seinfeld. Yeah, he yeah. does a few, like, these little, like, geeky dances as well. Um, but Jim Carrey actually requested for this band, for Cannibal Corpse to be in it. Originally, they said no. And actually changed the um, filming the filming times of this scene just because they were on, like, a European tour. So just so they could actually be in the movie. Like, for that little bit. They had to change everything around just for them. So he, um, yeah, really wanted them. <laughs> yeah and I like how he asks someone in the crowd excuse me is Frank here and the guy just starts like keeps head banging it's like thank you yeah. <laughs> he just goes the way so it's like dancing through the crowd again yeah and he gets yeah. put it's like he gets pushed out onto it, onto that area and then he like does an air kick like really pissed <laughs> yeah, off at the guys just that gets into pushed it. him oh. um, uh, but what he goes downstairs and this seems like really weird does this guy have these, all these science equipment at the bottom of a heavy metal club. Like, it kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's pretty confusing. Really weird. Um, but yeah, his name name's uh, Woodstock, we find out. But before yeah. that, they sort of ask him... Um, they ask him for the password. And it was mm-hmm. New England Clam Chowder. And then he said, is it the red or the white? And I'm like, what the hell is... Like, <laughs> how does that connect? Um, and then, yeah, gets it right being the white. Right. Um, and then he, he enters in. Um, and he calls him, he calls uh, Ace St. Francis and St. Francis of Assisi was actually the patron saint of animals. So, whew. So, so smart. These so little that's moments. the thing, like, as silly as this movie is, there's a lot of smart things going yeah. on. Yeah. Like, that's a pretty smart call. All the smart things about, you know, the porpoise and the dolphins and that. So I think it holds uh, up. I think it, and you weren't saying it doesn't really hold up as much, yeah. but it probably holds up more as a mystery type, like, yeah. In mystery like clever the, way the more of a comedy sense the humor of it and everything maybe doesn't hold up as well but it's still like a, if you're watching this for the first time you won't see what's coming yeah that's right sort of thing. Um, and we find out that he's sort of down there and he's using all his tech here to watch uh, marine activity and he can find out who buys what from where and everything yeah. and they find out that um, a local billionaire Robert Ronald Camp um, he's a billionaire and a fish collector and he just bought a massive sort of enclosure to house what could be a dolphin. And they always talk about how this guy always wants rare fish. So yeah. he's kind of their first suspect to yeah. be the one that's taken Snowflake. Yeah, connected to the Miami Dolphins as well. So it's sort of like, yeah. holy crap, this is the guy. But uh, Jim does his ring. <laughs> that's another classic one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then in the next scene is um, Melissa taking... Actually, I'll just say that and then you can set it up a bit more. Um, Melissa taking um, Ace to Ron's house for a party. Yeah, I think he pretty much said it. So like, <laughs> it's a, very, very luckily, but Ronald's holding a party yeah, either a that one. night or the next day or something. So as Michael said, Ronald's got ties to the Manny Dolphins. He must know Melissa. Yeah. So Melissa takes ace as his date i think he's just a big shareholder or something like that or stockholder or something 
Um, but he comes, as he's entering, he sees the butler and he goes, permission to come yeah. on board, Captain Stooping. And he goes, permission granted. And he's just standing there and Ace does his little pretend bite at his face. He's just like, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just slams the door behind him. Um, he was just pissing him off straight away. Um, so like, Cal, so this is an excuse for Ace Ventura just to be very silly yeah. around a bunch of rich people. And I think there's a very similar scene uh, in the second one as well where... They go up through that house that one of the sort of safari owners, whatever, yeah. and he's just very similar with the Monopoly guy and everything. I think that might be in the second one. I thought that was in the first one, the Monopoly guy. Yeah. Was, that must be in the second one. I forgot one. to mention as well, before he enters into the house, she sort of tells him to act right because she doesn't want to get in trouble. And he does all the bird gestures as well, which is again, making connections <laughs> to him being a bird. So he does like, <laughs> flapping his arms up and down. <laughs> just so, so dumb. Yeah, it's one of those people, if you tell him to do something, he'll just do the opposite. Yeah. Because he just wants to be a shit. Yeah. Um, and then he gets uh, into like, Yeah, go for it. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know. You go. I mean, like, he just like, he's dancing until the party. Yeah. And he can't sit. You just see he can't he's sit still. Doing his little everything. head bobs. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then he gets introduced to, um, Ron and basically yeah. introduced that he's a, uh, lawyer, um, and it's her date and his name's, uh, Tom Ace, <laughs> um, which I, I wrote down here is just a boss ass name, Tom Ace. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> that's it. Imagine your lawyer's Tom Ace. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he talks about the, uh, food poisoning claims to wealthy owners. Uh, and, and then he asks, every, he goes, so how's everybody feeling tonight? <laughs> um, and yeah, he's sort of, they leave him alone and then he starts tasting all the food from all the appetizers. Yeah, it's, like, it's like sniffing all the hors d'oeuvres yeah. and everything. And, <laughs> and, he's, wa- and, and he's, he's like eating into it. Yeah, and the guy's watching him at the same time as he's doing yeah. it. Um, and yeah, Jim, uh, Ace starts talking to the guy, uh, that random guy as he's, I don't know what he said, like quirky, isn't it? Or something. And yeah. then he's showing him the food in his mouth and he looks away. Yeah, he's like opening his tongue, like a child, yeah. like opening his tongue to show him all the food he's about to swallow. <laughs> it's just like being very silly. Um, yeah, and he says he needs to use the bathroom and he goes, I think it's the pate. <laughs> Stuff- yeah, so it's like yeah. this really weird food poisoning joke. Yeah, he runs like, along with he's it He's just well. trying to scare him that there's food poisoning on the party. It wor- <laughs> I don't know where it's coming from. Works out perfectly at the end as well. Yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, he sort of, he says, well, stuff probably looks better on the way out, huh? <laughs> um, and then he gets into the bathroom and he, he hear the Mission Impossible theme song in the background, yeah. um, doing some unnecessary movements to try to get from point A to point B. I know, yeah, he's just like sneaking around and I like how he um, jumps that fence <laughs> and he just like walks over and then he jumps back over again <laughs> where he could have just taken two steps and he would have been at the door he wanted to be at. But then he's like hanging onto the door like you would as a, like off a cliff or something. Yeah. And he's like shuffling along and he's just like going across a wall. <laughs> no good reason. Complete solid so ground underneath him. No chance of falling yeah. over. So again, he's just entertaining himself and a scene that could have been him taking two steps to open a door took about two minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he finds the uh, he finds the fish tank. And he's just got a few little, just a few little words just to keep to fill us. So it does the gravy, and then yum. And he gets the fish for the do- for the um, for the dolphin or the shark, and he goes yummy. <laughs> Which <laughs> I think anytime you see something gross now, you just go yummy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wrote down here. He tries to find snowflake instead. He finds jaws. <laughs> that's good yeah um yeah. but yeah he's sort of it's really it really freaked me out when i was younger because it's a really dark water 
Like it's mm. yeah, it was. I don't know. There was really ominous, and they set that up really well. But God, that shark living in that uh, <laughs> in that small barrel compared to the size. Yeah, I think it, I think it works like that. But yeah, you had a very good point before where it, now it just makes me think that the shark was giving him a very aggressive blow yeah. <laughs> because he's just swinging. <laughs> yeah. Be careful but what like, you wish for. He should be dead. Like Absolutely. there's no way he's not losing a few limbs or something. At the very least. Absolutely. I'd love to know how they actually filmed that too. Of like how... Because you could see something's like pulling him underneath and going... Yeah. Like, I want to know how they actually did that in um, for the movie. That'd be interesting to see. It could have been maybe like a some sort of whirlpool or something. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. That'd be very interesting to see. Um, right. And then we got him next exiting the bathroom. <laughs> He's got torn clothes. Um, no, what... Oh, sorry, I like go. how even before that, it just shows that people are waiting to go into the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> so during that time, like, and it looked yeah, like there was, was cubicles too. Me. It didn't look like it yeah, was yeah. like it didn't look like it was you well, know a one person. Or yeah, true. He probably locked it on purpose just so no one could come in. Yeah, yeah everyone that but whole yeah, time in that and in that big house, everyone's waiting for that one toilet. As well. Yeah, that's the only toilet they have. And who would have cubicles in a house? Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> this guy must love to entertain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he comes out in the uh, sort of his clothes are all torn up and he's soaking wet. Yeah, and like it's like all right. So he's trying to make it seem like he had like really bad food poisoning and he shit himself in the water went everywhere. <laughs> but it's like, don't go in there. Do not go Woo! in there. Woo! <laughs> and he does the, the fanning as well. Yeah, um, and I like how he um, presses his pocket and like all the water yeah. squirts out. And I remember that. It's too. like a it's like a fart noise as well. It's like yeah. <laughs> Squirts onto someone on the right. Um, and then yeah, he's getting kicked out of. He gets kicked out of the. Well, not gets kicked out. I don't think because he's actually apologising to him. But yeah, if he you, kisses him on the hands and everything. Yeah, yeah. But as you see him exiting, you see the um, the butler. He's laughing in the. Back. I don't know whether <laughs> that was like part of the. I don't know whether that was part of it or not. But you can see him just like laughing as he's exiting um, the building. Um, but yeah, he goes off and kisses his hand, and that's what he notices the AFC Championship ring. Um, as well, um, and he's sort of trying to rip it. It's sort of almost like rip it from his hands. Just like <laughs> who is this weirdo? Yeah. Um, so then he goes that Ace finds out that the gemstone came from that 1984 Miami Dolphins um, AFC ring. So he has to find who owns the ring that is missing the gemstone, and then he's going to find out who stole uh, Snowflake. So this is the scene, or the movie's sort of montage scene. I think they yeah. all have a quick montage scene. Yeah. So he's going around finding the old players and coaches that, uh, and you know, seeing if they got the ring. Um, but so I looked into it, and a lot of these guys, I think all of them were former players and actual uh, Miami. Yeah, players, I, which was pretty. Cool I'd assume so that they would have got that as well, like from that era yeah. too. Um, but yeah, they all look like it as well. Um, just, big like just massive units, yeah. <laughs> um, so a few of them were that he was uh, had binoculars and it was some guy was driving his car and he was like looking him through binoculars. <laughs> what did you learn how to drive, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like got his like broken windshield still, so he's never fixing that. Yeah. Um, he's got the mail. He's one like of my- oh, sorry, go. No, you, no, you're running through. Yeah, I was um, running around the track, um, just trying to yeah. keep up with that guy. My favorite one's the he's in the mailbox with the lighter and the it looks yeah, like one of the, yeah yeah and it's like <laughs> one of the coaches like, is trying to drop like post a letter or something and he grabs his hand and just like staring at it with that lighter. Um, 
he's dressed up in that fake uh, facial hair and the arm wrestling arm wrestling the guy and he absolutely <laughs> sends him flying like into the other room. Out the I just love how there's always uh, arm wrestles in all these old movies. Like I think it's Revenge of the Nerds as well. They're all arm wrestling and there's like a massive group of people in like an old like rundown bar in every arm wrestling scene. Yeah. <laughs> they must have been like how people showed how strong they were back in the day. Like that's how yeah. to show you're a strong male is an arm wrestle. I beat my brother in an arm wrestle in an arm wrestle once and all. Oh, mate. Once? Yeah, once. <laughs> that was enough for me. I've never done it again. Um and then yeah, in the shower he does a towel flick to that guy and gets punched in the face and he counts the But he just like lets him yeah. lets him punch him in the face so he can check the yeah. um, imprint later on. And he uh, um, and like yeah. he was like a teenager dressed up as a pimple face teenager <laughs> trying to get the guy's signature. It's like the squeaky voice teen from Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly right. Um, and yeah, we see Dan Marino there very briefly as well in that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a bit of, probably a bit of, again, 90s homophobia here. Uh, in the urinal and the guy catches him looking, look, like he's looking at his finger, but he's taking a piss. So he's like, thinks he's looking at his dick at the same time. And uh, Ace runs off and then the guy sort of runs off with like his hands down and like prancing over now, to him. Now, let me tell you, oh. this is my Steve Hibbert moment. Hey, that's so cool. I took this play. Because I saw it and I wanted to do the research if these guys were the actual players. Yep. So I took a second and they are all actual players. And I thought it was very cool that this guy played it up, especially as a football yeah. player in the early 90s. And he was very happy to play a, um, a gay character, essentially. Yep. So I looked him up and he's Jeffrey Allen Ilhake. Um, he's a former American football center. So one of the biggest dudes on the field. Yep. Um, and he played for the Miami Dolphins, um, the New Orleans Saints, and the Washington Redskins. And he played 119 games. So he is my Stephen Hibbert uh, moment for the movie. Beautiful. For his happiness to play a gay character in an yeah. early 90s comedy movie. Oh, agree. So well played. Him. Um, I, I didn't have anyone for this movie, to be honest. I didn't have any music, no. didn't have any of those Steve <laughs> Hibbert moments. Fun. But um, yeah, I'm glad that you got one there. That's That's well played. Um, yeah. makes sense because he's always one that I remember. He's got the gap in his teeth. Like, I always just remembered that face in my head. So, um, yeah, that's well, a good yeah, one. Yeah, that was my that was my assumption that all the other guys, because it's quite easy scenes, that they might be players, but maybe because this guy, they make him do the gay thing, that they'll get an actual yeah. actor for it. But no, it was actual player. Yeah, so that's well played. He gets my vote. Uh, but I like how he finally gives up trying to catch the guy running and he just chloroforms yeah. him. <laughs> so good. Uh, um, so I'll, yeah, I'll do the, the end. He, oh, you go. I'll do the next one. I'll intro it. So hopefully yeah. I don't cock this one up. Um, but it goes over to Melissa's apartment um, and they're outside and they um, sort of look like a nice summer's day. And um, he uh, Ace has just absolutely cracked it that he couldn't, um, he couldn't find yeah. that ring. And he's just sort of talking to... Melissa about it and she's trying to console him in a way but yeah he's just not having a bar of it mm-hmm. yeah and I like how he, he feels bad for her dog because he just looks sad <laughs> and that did, that did look like a very sad dog it did like, look that sad. dog killed it yeah. that that dog could be a Stephen Hibbert to be honest yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they actually oh they wouldn't have it in the credits but would, no. would have been nice you probably could find it Ooh, it's a bit, oh it's have it's you a found uh, Stephen Glansberg yet no the, the hunt no, <laughs> as as uh, as um uh, Adam Sandler says in Waterboy the search continues <laughs> uh, <laughs> have you found that. that gorilla that we're gonna punch you in the eye no mama the, the search continues <laughs> 
Oh, I can't wait for that one to come up too. Um, but no, I'm still on a hunt for Stephen Glansberg. So if anyone knows of the actor or if anything pops <laughs> if anyone, up, if you want to do your own research. If anyone knows him. Yeah. <laughs> Surely like that's... Because yeah. there's like pages dedicated to him. So like, but no one knows the actor's name, which just makes it so much more baffling. Um, but yeah, so she so suggested that um, a f- the FAN group did it, which is like a um, so Peter, sort Peter of yeah, Peter type thing. Yeah. Um, and then she says, "Do you know about them?" And he just rattles off all the information about that group, like he's he knows about it. He just it's not something's not connecting. And he said, "What do you feed your dog? He's miserable." And then he just she just says, "Like you're just mad because he didn't solve the case." And he goes, "Yeah, and you're ugly." <laughs> just yeah. such a little kid. And um, and then she asked him to leave, and he said, "What?" Did, uh, why? So you can beat him, fatty. <laughs> and then she um, said, "Why don't you cry about it, saddlebags?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, he just yeah, he just cracks the shits yeah. at her. I just love his lot childish, uh, the childish responses. But um, yeah. Melissa gets a phone call. It goes a little bit sour. Ace is about to apologise to her, um, but then um, finds out that Roger Pedacter has died, which is um, the yeah. guy that was working alongside Melissa earlier on in the movie. Well, I remember, I wrote this down, but as a kid, I didn't realize that Roger was the one that died. So mm. that was a bit of a, I realized that watching it a bit later on. Um, so they go to Roger's apartment, which is now a crime scene filled with the cops from earlier and try to find out. Um, so he died from, he fell out of his apartment. Yeah. Um, and the assumption is that it's a suicide, but Ace thinks something more sinister yeah. is at play. And he just walks onto the scene with Melissa, like walks into yeah, a major crime scene. Very similar to the cop shop, yeah. Just walks upstairs. Um, and then they, they, the cops bust him and instead of just kicking him out straight away, they, they start a bit of banter with him. And again, he does his pesky little laugh like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, just still gets to walk around and then like just search the crime scene like as if he's, <laughs> as if he's meant to be there. Um, and then, yeah, he sort of ex- starts to explain his uh, theory. Um, that Roger was murdered and he does his little head movements at the end which is going to go into that bird um, I, I don't I, please don't get me to quote this one because he <laughs> he rattles what's like going on but, um, but like even before that I like how he checks the dog's paws to see if he's okay yeah like, yeah like true but the dog does bark at Einhorn yes which is, which is yeah uh, foreshadowing again well, well. Yeah, well, which again I there think if someone really was like if someone was watching this as a mystery movie, you might be able to sort of pick up on a few of these little things. But I think yeah. watching it as a comedy movie makes it even better because people aren't trying to solve the case as no. much. Um, but yeah, the dog does bark and sort of Ace is looking around and he's he's feeling things and he can, he's finding blood in all these places that cops haven't found them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says the neighbor heard a scream and the other neighbor um, the uh, other neighbor had to open the door when he came in. So he's just p- cluing those things together as well. Yeah. Um, and then he talks, then she just talks about how, talks about how it's probably a murder and then um, talk about how it's double, double pint, pane glass windows or something, uh, doors. Yeah, and so he does the screaming. Not only does he know, not, not only does he know everything about animals, but he knows a bit about like double paned glass uh, doors. <laughs> he's so. seriously Sherlock he Holmes. Like he's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sherlock Holmes levels. I'm reading the, reading uh, Arsene Lupin. No, sorry. Again, audiobook, not reading. Um, <laughs> um, Arsene Lupin, which is from the Netflix show Lupin, uh, which, yeah. So a bit of a, bit of insight into my <laughs> life there. Uh, 
<laughs> I just thought I'd put that in there just to tell everyone that I do listen to audiobooks. Um, but yeah, he does a screaming movement with the doors where every time he closes yeah, it, he's, uh, the exactly. noise stops. Um, and I used to do that at home and my mum did not like it. <laughs> we, can we, don't, we don't have double pane glass. Yeah. I can hear you both ways. And my so neighbours are stop. thinking, what the fuck's wrong with this kid? He <laughs> must have just watched Ace Ventura yeah. again. What are you doing, Mike? Um, but yeah, Ace just basically nails the theory completely and you can just imagine yeah. that's exactly what happened. Um, and then he goes, I have exorcised the demon. Mm-hmm. This house is clear. <laughs> and then just calls them all losers straight away. Um, but yeah, just driving home with that cracked windshield. Just classic, classic ace. Um, so what's the next scene? So they're back at the yeah. Miami office. Um, so they just go to check sort of, I don't know, I think it's just an excuse to be back in the office to be honest. Basically, yeah. Um, but they're checking like fireworks and everything. Um, yeah, and they're sort of looking through about sort of why he works with animals and why he, you know, he's so good at his job. Why isn't he a normal detective? Yeah. I guess he just, he just like really loves animals. And he said, no, she says, you really love animals, don't you? And yeah. he said, if it gets cold enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So even though he's trying to be serious, he still has to be yeah. uh, silly and make jokes about everything. And then what's he do? I put in his notes, he just like makes up this like sad story, just like yelling. Yeah, at he just talks about, so he makes up this story. And I, I do this to my kids at school sometimes. So he like, lures her in with like this really serious like story or like it just talks about how a dog once was gaining on him and gaining on him and then they finally finally got him and sunk his teeth into his neck and he tells her to check out his neck and then as she gets close he goes which i always do that to my kids i'm like see here on your work you messed it up and they're like where right i'm like ah <laughs> it works <laughs> um and that's where we can sort of see the attraction between the two of them starting to um to come up as well um, and that's when he notices that he hasn't tracked one of the players yet um, because yeah. uh, Ray Finkel was a mid-season trade um, and mm-hmm. he's the, and finds out that he was the guy who missed the final Super Bowl kick and everything just sort of mm-hmm. comes together for him there. Um, yeah, he's reading all the articles about how harsh everyone was on uh, Ray Finkel and then we go back to the... Really? <laughs> <laughs> so he's got another one to check for... Uh... The AFC ring, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it says he might live... Oh, I don't know what I wrote there. It says he might live <laughs> in his family scene. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think... So So the next scene is that... Um, we've got still a bit oh, of... Oh, no, she's... Sorry, she says... She says that he's yeah. still... Last that the organisation heard, that he still lives with his family um, at the farm. Yeah. But so the next scene is that they go to Ray Finkel's house. But you mentioned earlier you want to touch on this a bit more. But they go back to Ace's house and they start fucking, yeah. and all the animals are watching. Yes. Um, <laughs> but so, what did you want to add to that? Yeah. I'm so very curious. I, there was a fact about this one is that um, Courtney Cox said that this scene was just so awkward filming it um, because yeah. what they did is they had to actually chain some of the animals down to the furniture. Mm. Um, to get them to stay Jesus into place. Christ. Like they had to tie them all down and um, just all like their legs because they all the birds kept flying off and all these um, squirrels kept running off and everything, which I'm like, obviously fair enough. I was trying to find yeah. like little ankle sort of bracelets and things like that, but um, no, nah, I couldn't see it. But yeah, so that just goes to show they actually had animals on that, on the scene yeah. um, for that. So that would have been, cra- been crazy to film. 
that's depressing. Oh, yeah, it's, it's so <laughs> it's sad. So but it's also like, yeah, that's a lot of effort to go into just to have sort of the yeah. animals there. Um, and then, yeah, the sex scene finishes and he goes, three times? I'm sorry, it's never happened to me before. I must be tired. <laughs> okay, I'm ready again. <laughs> um, so the next scene is that they go to Ray Finkel's parents' house, which they assume he's still living at. And it's just this really rundown house in the middle of nowhere with graffiti on the side of it mm-hmm. and just looks old and sort of disgusting. Right. And decrepit house There's in a, the middle of nowhere. The billboard on the way in is home of Ray Stinkle instead of Ray Finkel. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Um, and then he knocks on the door. Uh, and <laughs> the, the dad opens it and just has a shotgun in his face. And he goes, I'm looking for Ray Finkel in a clean pair of shorts. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And then he, um, then to cover his ass, he rattles off all these facts about Ray Finkel and basically posing as a massive fan and finishes it off with, and one hell of a model American. <laughs> yeah. And this is his Graceland. So yeah. He's like, he's, uh, this is my Graceland. He's the biggest, biggest celebrity, uh, his biggest fan yeah. of Ray Finkel when he finally got to his house. Um, so he's invited into the house from Ray Finkel's mum and dad. Mm. I like how his mum made cookies. Like, would you like some cookies? I just baked them. That's his yummy. Yummy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, I was going to say, the mum is probably like one of my second favorite characters in this movie. She kills it in this movie. Like every like a little she's input terrifying. she has. Yeah. She's terrifying, but she's funny at the same time, but also warm. Like she's she's uh, <laughs> she's very diverse in this um, well, little scene. But she was going to be my Steve Hibbert, but yeah, just too much input into this one to be Steve Hibbert. Yeah, she's very much like a sort of Jason's mum from Friday the 13th where it's like a very loving mum or like a mum from a Psycho where it's just a very loving mum and they just love her kid but just a very creepy vibe. I don't and watch she horror probably movies. probably kill anyone I'm, in any season. I'm, I'm too much. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is for like the, the cool people. I still remember, there, I still remember watching Goosebumps uh, TV shows oh, with you and Goosebumps. Ben when I was younger and I'm I'm still scared of Slappy to this day. I can't I can't do oh, it. He's terrifying. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't do it. No, he is actually. But then I watched the ghost. But then I watched the the movie, and I'm like, okay, this with Jack Black, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. this isn't scary. <laughs> it's a bit different I'll now. Some horror movies. Um, but yeah, so they find out that Ray, yeah, because Ray's mum think he's going to be home any second, yeah. but the dad's like, no, like, because yeah, she's crazy as well. Yeah. So it must be a bit of hereditary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's like, no, Ray's never gonna he's not coming home any second he escaped from shady acres <laughs> mental asylum eight years ago and they haven't seen him since and shady acres as well it's it sounds so familiar i was trying to connect like where i've heard shady acres mm. from i know acres is used a lot like in american movies to sort of describe things yeah. but yeah shady acres i've just got a feeling that's from something but i could not put my pick, uh finger on it we'll remember that one for later right. it comes up yeah that's a good one. done deal um and they go to uh ray finkel's well, before that, so she blames oh, no. she blames Dan Marino for, oh, yeah, for everything, yeah. and she said he should die of gonorrhea and rotten hell. Would you like a cookie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's because uh, so apparently Dan Marino didn't hold the ball laces out, yeah. and that's the whole reason why Ray uh, missed his last kick. Can I say those football uh, cookies go- look delicious? Oh, oh yeah, they look great. <laughs> well, I'm sure she's been making them. For yeah. years. Well, they're fantastic. <laughs> Um, um, but, so yeah. they go to uh, Ray's old room and it's just like a terrible vibe like oh. you wouldn't want to stay there for too long and it all just has this graffiti on the walls like 
um, dye Dan and laces yeah. out everywhere so you could see he's sort of <laughs> losing his mind um, after he missed that kick and he got sacked and he performance drops and he all blames it all on um, Dan yeah Ray. and then Ace um, sort of looks a bit freaked out and then the mum goes what a sports nut huh <laughs> <laughs> She kills it in this movie. I love it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's just so delusional, just like so one-eyed to her son. Um, yeah, yeah, couldn't believe it. But then, yeah, <laughs> so I can't get over that. Um, and then, yeah, she watches it. The, <laughs> they watch the tape because they've just got the tape of the missed goal um, just running, like all ready to run on yeah, a projector. that's what I'm going to say. Is that just playing on loop? Like he's just re-watching the worst moment of his yeah, life and then, on loop? And then they connect all this, then like they cut in all this like revenge with someone holding a revenge thing up with a yeah. um, a poster and like just all these other things that pop up and it's just like something that you would brainwash a someone with in a in a movie, like have their eyes open. That, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so freaky. Um, but as it sort of keeps going, you hear the... Um, hear the audio and the kicker. So that's actually from, um, from a game. And the kicker in that is Uwe von Schaman. I look, uh, looked up. So yeah. yeah, actual kicker from the Miami Dolphins. Don't think it was a, um, a case as serious as Ray Finkel's missed goal at playoffs, <laughs> but might've just been a missed, missed kick nonetheless. Um, but it's also that the, the sound really amplifies and gets a bit freaky and then it just cuts. And then it's Melissa, um, Ace talking to Melissa and says that Dan Marino um, is in trouble. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like, he yeah. goes like, oh, he thought he left, didn't you? Like, he goes silent for a yeah. second. <laughs> to, like, freak her out. So, like, it was like a serious situation. Dan Marino could get be taken and killed, but um, Ace still has to make a joke. Yeah, you, you really thought I was gone, didn't you? Okay, I'm going to go now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, what, so um, next scene is showing Dan Marino. So, as we mentioned, um, Dan Marino does actually a pretty good job in this movie. Yeah. I didn't realize that when I was watching the kid that he's an actual NFL player. I was, I think he was a pretty big star back yeah, then. Yeah, if you want to watch a good uh, documentary to do, kind of like with Marino, it's um uh, the draft that uh, thirty for thirty Elway to Marino. It was a draft where there was like five or six like gun quarterbacks in that one draft. So, and that was also in the Canadian. So I learned a little bit more about Dan Marino through that, and um he was a bit of a, he was a bit of a dicey kid college. Like it was a bit of a risk because he was like. He uh, messed up a little bit in college and, yeah, people didn't want to draft him, but he's a freak quarterback. Are you the guy that just loves 30 from 30s? Yeah. Is that... Yeah, yeah, I love him. I remember someone saying that. They were like, I couldn't remember if it was actually you. Yeah, I'll try... So, I'm yeah, try- you're the 30 from 30 guy. I went through one... I went through one uh, part of school holidays or somewhere. I just pretty much just watched all of them um, and I stopped for ages and now I'm sort of going back and trying to find the ones that I missed, but, um, yeah. yeah, I'll swear by him. I love him. Well, we got, um, we're with Optus, that's a flex and a hopeful sponsorship, <laughs> but um, we got a fetch box mm. and it's got all these like um, discovery channels and one of them is ESPN. So yeah. I get to watch a lot of um, baseball and NFL now, which is good. Yeah. And I take my lunch break because we're still working from home. Um, and it's usually the fourth quarter in like an NFL yeah, game. Yeah, nice. Like that's the best time to watch and, it. And like live too. NFL's yeah, on yeah, today so. as well, actually. We chose to record a podcast, but um, yeah, it's a bit on oh, today. You could, you could, you could have told me that. <laughs> um, I'll go, I'm with I'm with uh, Telstra and I got cheap KO for a year, so it's a little bit of a flex and KO's. Yeah, <laughs> no, we'll get both. Yeah, of <laughs> yeah. So if, imagine being the first podcast we sponsored by Telstra and Optus. That'd be something. Wow. How, how do they do it? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just like that. So, um, goes to Dan Marino, who's uh, filming a commercial. So it's them filming Dan Marino filming a commercial. 
of, uh, yeah, it was three layers of filming. Yeah, and then it's for isotoners, which that made me realize um, uh, from the song "Work It, Work It." Uh, since OJ had isotoners, and it all just started to make sense from when OJ was actually playing well, what's, football. What's isotoners? It's the gloves. Their isotoners are okay. like a brand of uh, football yeah, gloves. Yeah. So it, I had to, I, yeah, I listened to lyrics. I'm like, what are isotoners? And then watching this, and now I'm starting to make connections. But um, yeah, so no, like, it, yeah. what's uh, Dan Marino say? Um, if anyone knows the value of protection, that's me. Like, that's <laughs> what was that? I didn't, uh, I didn't hear that one. Uh, if anyone need, uh, if anyone knows the value of protection, that's ah, me. Ah, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, it's a good ad. It's a very good ad. Um, but they have it so. So that he gets tackled away in the commercial, and that's how it ends. But yeah. these fake actors keep tackling him and sealing him away, um, and that's the way that he gets kidnapped in the movie. But I like how Dan Marino's yelling. It's like, "What is this? A rewind?" Yeah. And they're like just tacking him away. <laughs> um, um, and yeah, Ace is already Ace already knows what's going on, so he's already basically yeah. on the chase. Um, and there's all these cops basically shooting after, or like trying to uh, catch Dan Marino before he completely goes with the with the guys and ace runs over the cops and says don't worry i'm a pet detective <laughs> yeah 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 i got that in too um and then yeah he's sort of he's still chasing the guys and he's because he's got his head out the car window they're shooting at him and he's basically saying is that all you got and then they shoot him catches the bullet in his mouth <laughs> yeah and just spits it out and that's what i had like so yeah he catches the bullet in his mouth and I put down. I I believe this is maybe not with the sharks. Maybe like he can, maybe he can survive that, but you can't <laughs> catch a bullet in your mouth. So this is the first scene where it's sort of unbelievable. Yeah. Where, like it couldn't happen. I think myth. I think, I think Mythbusters did that one as well. Where they like they did something oh, around that. <laughs> they just got Adam. They just shot at Adam Savage in the face <laughs> and said, "How did you catch him in the mouth?" Busted. <laughs> uh, yeah, because uh, we mentioned that in um, I believe it was last week where we did. Uh, Wang's world where they split it up where some scenes are real and some scenes yeah. aren't you can understand which is not but most of this takes place in a real world yeah. and then this part sort of just takes you a bit out of it yeah there's, like, <laughs> there's a few it's, of that it's the, you can just say it's the 90s and you just move yeah. on um, and then yeah so they, it flips the car over and then he just tries to drive off after the car flips over completely mm-hmm. um, but then yeah so the guys get away with uh, Dan Marino um, and then the next scene is they're back at the police station um, and they're holding sort of a massive press conference. Um, so the press know that Snowflake's been taken and Dan Marino's been taken and they're talking about sort of who's on the case to um, get them both back. Yeah. Um, and then, yes, yeah, so we've sort of got uh, Vin- Ace Ventura waiting in Lieutenant Ironhorn's office and says he knows who committed the crime and then um einhorn starts to listen and then i noticed this on the desk i don't know whether i'm a genius or not but there's a uh there's on the desk there's two apples and a banana like i don't know if you like saw you that said, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if i'm a genius or not but i, I don't know if i saw it and like i'm the no, only one to ever notice that I didn't notice but that, on the on the desk there's two apples set up like balls and a banana in the middle so if you go back That's and have smart, a look yeah. at it or if you're gonna watch it um Look out for that because I was like another just dropping some clues there for the mystery. Um, but yeah, he um, tells her, That's funny. he tells her that he knows about uh, Ray Finkel and then um, she sort of stops what she's doing and um, really starts sort to listen. Startled, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he just <laughs> says, the end, man, I'm tired of being right. 
Um, and then, yeah, sort of flips. And then um, Einhorn flips straight away and starts making out with Ace. Um, and he says, your gun is digging into my hip, which is... <laughs> yeah, that's another good yeah. one. <laughs> like, um, before that, they t- he's talking about um, Einhorn's... Oh, no, I was talking about Ray Finkel's bedroom. He's like, yeah, it's cozy if you're Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I got the pretty similar vibes. Yeah. And so is the thought process that Ray Finkel stole Snowflake because he was jealous that Snowflake was kicking field goals? Well, I think the, like, idea, I think the idea is that they... They put Ray Finkel's number. No, they said it as well. They put Ray Finkel's number on Snowflake, and they've got uh, someone who can actually kick field goals. Field goals so they're taking the piss out of Ray Finkel, which you know, cool. fair enough. It would to be pissed off instead of yeah, yeah, rubbing yeah, it into yeah. someone. Um, but yeah, probably don't go to this length to uh, <laughs> to get back at him. Um, yeah, uh, and then so you're digging into my gun. Oh, your gun's digging into my head. Yeah, and then he says, yeah. and then um, stops kissing her, and then says. <laughs> You don't do anything for me. And then he goes, whoosh, down boy, <laughs> to his penis. Yeah. He whips his dick and says, down boy. Um, oh. And yeah, Einhorn asks him to stop with the invest- investigation. Um, but obviously, he's not going to listen to that. And then Ace is um, yeah. on his way to Melissa's house and then sort of explaining yeah, well, what's like going be- on. I like before that his priority is finding snowflakes. So he goes, when I find Snowflake, I'll look for Marino. So that's his priority. Yeah, yeah. He's scared about, he's he cares so snowflake. much about the animals. Yeah. Doesn't give a shit about some high-performing uh, NFL player that's about to be in a Super Bowl. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then, yeah, sort of tells Melissa what they need to do. And he says, you need to com- you need to commit me. And then realize that it commits him to Shady Acres, um, which is, this is an absolute genius scene, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, probably, yeah. probably takes the piss out of mentally uh challenge people in a way but again yeah. just just par for the course for it's the, the time. 90s that's how for the 90s that's right um yeah. but yeah so the next thing is him going to shady acres and um melissa com- committing him basically mm-hmm. um and anyway he's got the dress up as uh him in a tutu and uh with the hawaiian shirt it's the classic yeah i think you mentioned it last week but it's what daniel dressed up as with his uh yeah his tutu and his hawaiian shirt it's a good dress head. up and- <laughs> His hair is already crazy, but it's even looking more crazy if that's possible yeah. in this scene. Um, and then he's saying, just let me go in, coach. You're going to give me another yeah. chance. And then, um, really yeah, it just nails the the fact of being like a traumatized football player. Um, mm-hmm. And he does the slow motion about, uh, instant, instant I'm going ex- yeah. to execute <laughs> a button pattern. It's super slow-mo. Uh, it's super slow-mo. And he just doing it absolutely perfectly. Like, doing the slow running and um yeah and then the rewind if you i reckon if you do a rewind of the first part oh, it would be pretty because yeah. per- like you actually see like when he catches the ball and how long he talks for he actually nails it like he's a he's a genius in that way um and then yeah so they're going out into the yard and i think the uh would be the doctor he goes this isn't the first professional footballer that mm-hmm. we've treated so that they just assume that Ace is a professional footballer. Like no one's heard of this guy yeah. before. So I'm like, this, this must be pre-internet where you can't just like Google yeah. search. I'm like, I've never heard of this bloke. Yeah, this is almost like this um, is nearly pre-computers. Yeah, I'm not sure about no, that. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah, well, yeah. To be fair, internet. Woodstock was uh, looking up yeah. some things on his. He knows what he's yeah. doing. Uh, but I like how uh, the doctor asked Melissa, "Like, does he have a long history of mental illness?" <laughs> And she says, yeah, as long as I've known and he's, him. <laughs> so, he's, like, he's, he's spiking the ball and doing like the leg dance yeah. with all like the people in the garden. 
Yeah, but just being very, very silly. Throughout that whole scene as well, he's just going, I'm open, I'm open, over here! <laughs> <laughs> just diving over the bush. Um, and then, yeah, they uh, get to... They get to... a Like, he realises there's a room marked private. Um, and pretty much as soon as he sees that, he goes, Half time! <laughs> Splashes water on his face and slams his head into that bench. And I'm like, that's gotta hurt. Like, that's, yeah. he, I reckon he just... I reckon he really sold that well. Because it was a yeah, no, big work. No wonder how much that's padded. That's still going to be very scary. Well, like, man just smashing your head Yeah, you've it. seen those benches before. Like, There's a bit of padding, but yeah. it's still going to bloody hurt. Um, and then just says, basically, like, just leave him by himself. He'll be out for like 15 minutes. Um, and then just goes off and shows uh, Melissa other things. Um, and he breaks into that storage room with the classic key card to get in. Every movie. Yeah. If, you do, if you don't have a key, just use your key card. You'll be getting in. <laughs> Um, and then they find Ray Finkel's stuff in the storage room. Um, and then there's all things like Die, Dan, Die, Laces Out, um, yeah. all in the book yeah. over and over Classic again. Classic um, And then uh, people are entering and he tries to hide inside the box. <laughs> Just fold himself into the yeah, box. Yeah, but he does yeah. a bloody good job. Like to, He almost gets all the way in. It's just like one leg sticking it. But like he gets does pretty well to contort himself to get into there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, people, as just as people realize they don't need to, uh, get in the, they, uh, they just leave and the box just explodes with everything. Um, and then he picks up a newspaper and it says, uh, search out for missing hiker, um, Lois Einhorn. Mm-hmm. And then whoever starts to make a few connections, um, into his head and yeah. makes, uh, another mystery, another good mystery connection there, this movie. Um, and then yeah they go back to the police station and you got Emilio looking uh, through files and finds mm-hmm. a thank you for a wonderful night from Roger to Lois Einhorn so it sort of shows that he puts together that Roger before he committed suicide was on a date with Lois Einhorn yep. so that puts something plays that maybe something foul play happened there yep. Um, he's feeding birds in his. So yeah, he realized, <laughs> he's feeding birds in his yeah, belly button. Yeah, there. Yeah, he's got like the um, the seeds in his belly button, and the birds just eating away at it. <laughs> and like how he's having like a big think about what's going on. Mm. Um, and him and the, the monkey are both doing the thinking. Yeah. Face. And this is another good one. So that monkey is the exact monkey that was in Friends. Mm. So that was um, the monkey that Ross had. Marcel. We're actually rewatching Friends now. Marcel. Yeah, yeah. Marcel the monkey. So that's another. Uh, Jennifer, oh, Jennifer Aston. Um, what's Melissa's name? Courtney, Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox friends uh, connection. There you go. Monkey, so nice. Good on him. Well played. Yeah. But yeah, so he's in his apartment trying to find out and sort of think about what the connection is between um, Finkel and um, Einhorn. Finkel and Einhorn. Finkel and, and Einhorn. Then, yeah. And then the dog lays on top of a picture of Einhorn. Oh no, of Finkel, yeah. sorry. And he realizes that Einhorn and Finkel are the same person. And then in that, those pictures as actually the act, uh, the actor Sean Young, um, dressed up. It's not that Juve, um, guy. It's actually, that's actually the Sean Young, but with the mustache and, um, the long hair as well. Um, and then, yeah, he's, he makes the connection that Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. Einhorn's a man. Um, and the next scene is just him vomiting and, trying to disinfect his mouth yeah. because he realized he's um, kissed he's Ray Finkel, um, which again, 
you know, the times, but let's yeah. move on. <laughs> um, so, so that's the thing. Like, I didn't want to... So I remember, you know, when we were about to review this movie mm-hmm. and I remember the sort of transphobic stuff yeah. of the stuff at the end. But the thing is, like, I don't think is that Ray Finkel was a trans person. Mm. It's that he was just dressing up as a woman to do his revenge and his yeah. everything. So I don't think it's sort of too much transphobic. It's just the fact that... He was dressing up as a woman. That's but yeah. To do other things, but we'll just leave it there and move on. Well, that's to be sort of the most. Also got it. the surgery done though. I well, got the got the boob job done because the breasts and stuff. Because we yeah. find, oh, that's that comes out a little bit later, so we'll hold that off um, until then. Um, yeah. But yeah, I like how he's got the plunger to his face, trying to get himself to vomit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's. Oh, just, and then but, he realizes that the gun was. Um, Finkel's yeah, penis, oh, like your gun runs, is digging like into my hip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, he's just chewing so much gum. It's like about three or four packets of <laughs> yeah, gum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like he's just smashing gum into his yeah. mouth. Yeah. Um, oh. And then, yeah, that's where we sort of see um, Snowflake and Dan Marino are being kept at some mm-hmm. shady storage warehouse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wrote Ace follows um, Einhorn out of the police station and he spits out like a baseball's worth of chewing gum onto that little yeah, rapper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, Einhorn, so Einhorn's at their, um, Einhorn's at their storage facility and she keeps repeating Dan is like, do I look familiar, Dan? And like, just keeps going yeah. on and on and on. Um, and then sets a foot, sets a football down and just nails the kick like absolutely drills that kick through that little opening of like a tin tin foil roof yeah yeah um and yeah as Ace is Ace is sluicing around Einhorn's kissing Dan Marino um well yeah I like about like Ace is like hiding behind this like metal box he just, he just loves yeah. hiding behind things <laughs> like he just goes he loves unnecessary it. sleuthing he just <laughs> adds yeah. to it um but that's the thing like does Einhorn just go around kissing guys just to freak them well, out. Well, yeah. Like, is that her MO? I don't know if it's like just what to do with the mental illness as well. Um, yeah. But uh, we see it as well in the in the coming scene of how much she's um, goes around kissing people and, and dating yeah, people. Yeah, she just loves kissing people. Um, and then, yeah, Ace enters the boat and he uses the mini fan as like a motor. Yeah. And he goes like literally like half a meter and then <laughs> stops. Just like step through yeah. Stops and then climbs up the ladder. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Just these little moments, um, but yeah, the bad guys are throwing the ball at Snowflake in the in the um, water, and then Snowflake gets a bit back and splashes them, and like, yeah, go Snowflake. Yeah. Well, I got I got two things to say here. So it says like her henchmen or her mob yeah. guys are criminals and kind of smart that they've she's taken them out of prison or saying, hey, I'll get you out of prison if you help me do this. Well, I thought it was a pretty smart way of doing it. But I thought to get that scene where they're throwing the ball at Snowflake, they must have been really just smashing a ball at a dolphin. I which think so. It's pretty uncool. And I think, as you mentioned before, um, which I didn't know about how they were chaining down mm. animals to watch uh, them fuck. I'm like, all right, they don't have too much regard for the actual animals where the whole movie is just about Ace Ventura being a fan of animals. Yeah, there would have had to have been some... They would have yeah. had to take a few liberties, I think, to be able to get some of the scenes that they wanted. Um, you can yeah. see that they wait till the dolphin goes underwater, then spike the ball at it. But yeah, it's still there's still a few little, um, still a few scenes where it's a bit questionable. Yeah. Um, and then Ace Ventura is looking around, and then he does his uh, Sean Connery impersonation. He goes, "Lovely party, pretty. I wasn't invited." <laughs> <laughs> um, and then yeah, uh, 
un- <laughs> he knocks out the um, knocks out one of the henchmen, and he goes unconscious, just as I planned. <laughs> and then he does a laugh, and then he does a like it's just so random. I don't, I don't know the reasoning behind that. Um, and then the classic bad guy. Next thing you see is a bad guy with a bucket on his head, like just really old school, <laughs> really old school scene of someone getting yeah, defeated. Yeah. Slapstick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um. And then yeah, they throw that sort of. He throws that weighted hook at him, and they just sort of watch it and let it hit him, and then <laughs> goes to the next scene. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, Einhorn um, so catches he... Ace as well. So you go, mate. Yeah. So he goes to sort of save, um, Dan Marino. Um, and I wrote down like Dan Marina was pretty close to getting a Stephen Hibbert, but it does probably a bit too yeah, much it does that bit too much. to get it. Um, but I like how Ace is like special play quarterback sneak. <laughs> so he's like sneaking out. So he just has his chase going yeah. on there. Um, and Einhorn catches him. But then yeah, There's too many men, yeah. too many men on the field. She's, she says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they have to put these quick jokes in for no reason yeah. at all. Um, so all the, all the police, um, sort of show up at that point and they know that um, Dan Marino's there but then Einhorn says sort of Ace did it and he's the one mm. that um, was the master behind, mastermind behind yeah. this whole situation and then Amelia goes don't worry Ace can handle anything and then the next scene is him crying <laughs> and going I'm so sorry and <laughs> <laughs> just cracking under pressure completely yeah, Ace, um, just Ace can handle anything yeah um, and then she uh-huh. yeah, says uh, it's good to see someone who doesn't buckle under the pressure so he's sort of like antagonizing um, Einhorn mm-hmm. and then um, she said what do you know about pressure and he goes well I have kissed a man <laughs> <laughs> what's that to do with pressure but anyway it's funny um, and, yeah, um, I- and then him and um, yeah him and Einhorn start fighting and I like how he gives um, Einhorn a noogie yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're actually trying to fight someone you can't just give him a noogie oh god um, oh. and yeah so they um the cops, the fight ends and all the cops are surrounding him. Um, and you think they just shoot him because he's fighting with like a, the sergeant. Yeah. Can I just say as well, I'm, <laughs> one thing that never added up to me about this is how Einhorn or even Ray Finkel turned out to be a police sergeant after being missing for yeah. eight years. And That's now what I have the, to sort of assume. That and he's like the only female like police officer there is and it's a captain. Like it's a, yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> confusing. Yeah, very uh, lucky circumstance. So we'll put it that way. Yeah. But I, I mentioned that scene where sort of they're accusing Ace of doing it and she's fighting um, with Ace. But couldn't Dan speak up and say something like, no, um, yeah. she and a bunch of goons like stole me. Don't kill Ace. He's trying to help. Yeah, he didn't say like, it. Didn't You're say right. Something? didn't say a word at all. Um, and yeah, so you see um, Melissa as well is there with Emilio and she's holding a gun to him um, saying that if they do anything, they'll shoot. Yeah which makes sense as to why Ace isn't taken down. Um, yeah. And you can see that Einhorn is very distressed, like almost like possessed. It's like moving around. And, yeah, yeah. Um, Ace is explaining that she's Ray Finkel and goes through the whole um, story and does his little pesky laugh again. Um, yeah, yeah, his Tries to show that she has no wig and then just is like, mm-hmm. uh, okay, I realize I got that done. And then... Uh, it's like, boy, that's really yeah. <laughs> Then the, finds out the breasts are real and does that... <laughs> When he, when he pulls out the blouse yeah. um, and then um, takes off the dress and trying to see a penis, but obviously no penis mm-hmm. there. Um, and then Ray uh, Dan Marino calls over 
Oh no, sorry. Before that, he, before he takes off the dress, he goes, "I, do, I guess I haven't got time to get rid of big old Mister Kanish." And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mister Kanish. I got no idea where that's from. Yeah, but yeah, make me laugh. But yeah, Dan calls over, and then um, Ace says, <laughs> shows the genitals that have been tucked to the back, and says, "Could be suffering yeah. from the worst case of hemorrhoids I've ever seen." <laughs> and everyone just starts vomiting and like, scraping their yeah, tongue. Yeah, yeah, like, that's like, like the classic '90s thing where everyone just starts vomiting, yeah. and that's like the joke. Um, and then yeah. what like Ace just like flips her into the water um, and then she gets arrested yeah sorry mate my phone's um, gone my phone's gone off I didn't know where it was coming from <laughs> I see you going crazy yeah no I just I heard the vibration but I didn't know where it was going from I, I can hear it uh, yeah no, all good oh from Liam there you go um, oh go. and JD Sports has messaged me I won the raffle so now I'm eligible to pay $160 for some new kicks beautiful that's pretty yeah. sick. What shoes are uh, mid- we can take this off here. Yeah. <laughs> mid midnight uh midnight blue um high top uh air force or just Nikes. The oh. stock standard. Oh, they're sort of yeah, sounds, mid but you gotta yeah, you gotta go into the raffle for JD because 160 yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a few of them. 160 bucks and you can't get like those type of kicks for anything like under three hundred if you get them yeah. stock standard. So J- JD definitely yeah. worth it. Sponsorship from JD. Culture Kings, uh, Foot Locker. Yeah, Locker, <laughs> just keep saying names. Go, go, Nike. go. Yeah. Nike. <laughs> we'll take Nike. Michael Jordan, just if anything associated with him. <laughs> He's got money. He can throw us a bit of money. Throw, throw some um, Anyway, yeah. so they're on their way to the Super Bowl um, after they've saved Dan Marino and Snowflake um, to get them back there. Uh, well, like, was their priority just getting back to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Like, they could just, like, I guess that's but the Super Bowl's already The Super Bowl's already started, too, and there's no chance that they would let Dan Marino play because they had to put in a team sheet, and the team sheet would not have mm. some random guy that's been kidnapped. out. They would have to say, no, you're not in this starting lineup or you're not in this team, unless it's different in the NFL. But <laughs> Well, maybe his name was just on the list. I'm like, all right, if he's in yeah. it. Well, it's just like in that um, Mighty Ducks, the third Mighty Ducks, where one of the Bash brothers comes back and he just starts playing yeah. like after the third period. I'm like, all right, guess he can do that in movies. <laughs> uh, but it's kind of the end of the movie, so Ace and Melissa start making out to show they're together now. But Ace finally spots that white pigeon um, to try and get the reward. Yeah. Um, and then so they're versing the Philadelphia Eagles, which is actually the team that I support, Ooh. just because Sav Rocker uh, used to play Sav Rocker. Sav Rocker, yeah, I remember that. I'm a I'm a um, Bears fan myself. Chicago. Anyway, keep going. Play on, play um, on. So he's so so play on. <laughs> car game on. Um, so he spots the pigeon, and I think what is it? The Philly Eagles mascot sort of shoes it yeah. away or something, or um, so him and the Philly Eagles mascot. Uh, just start fighting very similar to Peter Griffin yeah true there. that's a good like, comparison as someone I, I yeah. saw something online as well people were saying that that mascot deserves to get belted because it was on the side of the uh, Miami Dolphins like why is the mascot on the Miami Dolphins yeah. side like you deserve very to get point. belted yeah um, and I like how he goes over the loudspeaker that <laughs> this was the man that saved Snowflake and Dan Marino and just like beating the shit out of that, yeah. uh, <laughs> the mascot um, yeah, a lover of all animals, and he's just smashing the shit out of an eagle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then that's it. That's the credits, and it says, that's it. "Tone, put that big ass size thirteen on and kick it for the homies." 
that's the song that I couldn't get uh, in. <laughs> that's, that's probably the widest thing I've ever heard. Homies. But anyway. Yeah. Homies. <laughs> that's it. All right. Nailed it, mate. Cool. Oh, I don't know about nailed it, but nailed we, it. we finished. We did, we, we did <laughs> it. It was pretty good. That's the main thing. Yeah, I thought that was a good one. That was good. All right, so um, next week we've got Coming to America. Yep, sounds right. One of my favorite movies, and I've seen it so many times <laughs> when I was growing up. So well, I know that... Can't wait to watch it I know again. that Liam and Rob as well, and big ones for this one, but yeah. that's... um Yeah, we're going... It's probably the old... Is that the oldest movie we've done up to this point? It would be, wouldn't it? What's it, what other yeah, ones have we done? Wayne's oh, Worlds, awesome. not prob- that They're all about this yeah, time, yeah. early nineties. So I know we've got Airplane in coming up pretty soon. That's that'll definitely that'll definitely take the cake. But uh, what's Airplane's other movie? Yeah. What's it also called? It's got a uh, flying, flying high. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that one. And then my all-time favorite coming up very soon as well in Anchorman, which I cannot wait. That's going to be a that's going to be a two and a half hour long podcast. That one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even on yeah. that one. I'm just going to take it. <laughs> I'm just I'm just asking myself questions, just loading myself up and answering it. Yeah, good yeah. Michael. <laughs> classic. Uh, <laughs> Till right. next cool. time, guys. Thanks very much for joining. See you guys. See you guys.